0: This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming, but New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance, run your way. Gentle listeners, and welcome to Go, my favorite sports team. I'm here, the man, the myth, the legend of sports, all balls in holes, king. Wow. Tyler. Okay, all right. Look, if you want that to be your nickname,
1: it'll be the all balls in holes king. All hail Tyler, the all (laughs) balls in holes king. Every hole, he has a ball for it. Every ball. He knows the whole story. I
0: immediately it. regretted saying... Well, you're <laughs> going to
1: regret it a lot longer than that. Well, we're here to discuss the world of sports, but before we get started, as we always do, I need to accost you with the opinions and thoughts of our lovely, lovely listeners. My name is Mark, by the way, if you didn't know. Uh, also known as Mark Blyer, YouTuber really short. <laughs> Uh, I've got one. He has
0: not gotten the leg extension surgery, I have guys. Not,
1: no, no, I have not. But I have gotten eye surgery. Uh, I wasn't going to talk about it much, but no one listens to this podcast, right? No one's going to tell anybody else about it. <laughs> there aren't thousands of people hearing this. I, I got um eye surgery recently so i got like uh called smile right smile it's
0: which makes me think of teeth every time i'm just teeth why eyes i mean you do smile with your eyes but teeth
1: (laughs) i know right so i got teeth in my eyes implanted surgically it's supposed to help me see better uh but no it's basically like lasik but it's a more evolved version it's the newer procedure uh based on it and i can't believe i didn't do it sooner i see incredible now it's stunning and it's great and i love it but
0: i have to ask huh do you find me less attractive now
1: (laughs) I can see every pore. It's like you're in HD, 4K, 8K (laughs) even. No, 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 no. I find you the same amount of attractive, which is
0: amazingly, you're gorgeous. You're fantastic. You're beautiful. I I need to leave this room now because I'm uncomfortable with compliments. All right, good. Fair
1: enough, all balls and holes, (laughs) King. Uh, but the reason that like I was thinking about the leg lengthening thing is like number one I don't want it number two oh, yeah. I don't need it but number three this is exactly what I was saying there's a newer procedure for eye surgery that I got not that LASIK is bad but there is clearly as time goes on there are better procedures even if this leg lengthening thing was a totally chill thing to do which apparently it's not and it's six months of agony as your bones slowly stretch over time there's probably going to be a better version
0: of it down the road and you won't, yeah like, they're you're, just going to take somebody else's bone and shove it in there yeah yeah, yeah.
1: from someone who doesn't need it bone so, transplant exactly sell your bones to the rich to make them taller that's what we need <laughs> that's to make society better anyway so uh i'm not i i still frown upon the idea of leg lengthening surgery <laughs> like i just don't think it's a good idea uh but i guess i can't stop you it's, it's your legs your money whatever but tyler There are some people with opinions or questions or thoughts that need answers that only your expert opinion can solve.
0: All right. I am prepared as a normal person sitting across from you.
1: A normal person with a master's degree who is the king of all balls in holes.
0: Yes. Amoeba underscore
1: Jess says, would sports be better if players couldn't break Rules. So the example being in video games, there are programmed rules. Now, even these, some people do try to get game exploits, and usually they are patched and banned. Uh, But for the most part, is it a strict sandbox in which people can only play and operate in the parameters that are established in the game's programming. However, in real life, it is different. We've talked about this a little bit with like some people cheating here and there. But in your opinion, would sports as a whole be better if people physically could not cheat if there was no way for people to cheat.
0: Well, it's really interesting to talk about this because it depends on how you're defining cheating. If you're defining cheating as like performance enhancing or outside forces, like not the things that you get penalties for in games, because yes, that's exactly. a part of the game, All of it. because arguably that's cheating because the majority of time cheating is penalized is through the penalty system within mm-hmm. sport itself. So like if you grab a receiver, that's technically cheating to take an advantage with, which is yeah, why there's a penalty. It's against the rule. Right. So I would say removing all ability to be able to cheat would not make sport interesting because you have to have the human element. Uh Right and part of cheating also creates advancement and understanding Mm -hmm. and changing the rules and adjusting things and so if you remove all semblance of cheating if it's completely impossible Mm -hmm. you remove the ability to learn Uh and improve upon the sport as it is Right. and for people to have to train to avoid doing that Mm -hmm. so like uh, a defensive pack can't grab a receiver Uh, a baseball player can't spit on the ball and throw a spitball as a pitch like if you remove the elements that allow advancement, which oftentimes the way we advance is through human error Uh and mistakes, you remove the human condition to sport. Mm -hmm. And if you remove the full human condition to sport, regardless of what sport it is, it almost ruins the most fascinating thing within it which is simply the human condition
1: right the the human's ability to be like looking for every advantage now in a different way and I kind of agree with what you're saying I do I do think like it's it's part of it that's why in Madden fouls are part of the game right yeah it, like it's built into it because people expect that about the game so it's kind of like part of the sport now I have a very spicy Five Nights at Freddy's take that kind of pertains to this
0: are you talking about the most recent game where the speedrunners shortcut to get to the very end and like super quickly no
1: no I'm not worried about that that's speedrunning speedrunning's okay.
0: a different like strategy
1: I'm talking about like facing the game for what it is and it's part of the reason why I had a problem with uh, ultimate custom night when the original way that I was like seeing the path that a lot of people were taking to beat it was like with exploits and using like quirks of the game programming to do something instead of like brute forcing it I get that that game 50 characters, it's basically impossible. So, any mm-hmm. advantage would be something because it might not be winnable uh, when it comes to normally playing it, quote unquote. Right. However, with Five Nights at Freddy's 1, there's a certain quirk that is taken advantage of in Security Breach that has been there since the beginning of the game that causes Freddy, the actual animatronic Freddy, if you have your camera set to a certain camera uh, where Freddy is next to your door and you leave that camera there without ever moving it and opening and closing your camera system doesn't change anything you can close it and he still will not move it is technically holding him there because the way the game works it can't move while you're looking at it Mm -hmm. Uh, but you're not looking at it because the camera's down this makes 420 mode in Five Nights at Freddy's 1 trivial effectively it negates an element of the game entirely which is Freddy as an animatronic moving around then you just have to deal with the three other ones Uh, and in a sense it makes it a lot easier my spicy take on it is if you beat 420 mode using that exploit you did not beat 420 mode Mm -hmm. you did not adhere to the nature of that challenge when it was first established and because i know i did it it is physically possible to beat it without using that exploit then i say that is the ultimate goal of like an achievement and just because you win the game based on the parameters that like you technically i was allowed to do it does not mean that you actually did that challenge and i have no respect for anyone that says they beat it as the king of five Nights of Freddy's, conversing with the king of all balls and holes like uh, this royal
0: court of discussion if you be 420 mode with that exploit you did not beat 420 mode. I, I can understand that sentiment mm-hmm. and the reason i can understand that sentiment is it's like if you cheat to achieve something yeah like if you cheated to get your a on a test yeah you don't get the point of that challenge.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: The pride that comes with that and the, the sense of accomplishment is diminished, Yeah, which does reduce like the, the achievement in and of itself. Mm Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's certain levels where like 420 mode exists for a reason. It's supposed to be challenging. It's supposed to be made that way. But at the same time, like I think about video games and accessibility and understanding that having an easy mode, especially in story based games, Mm -hmm. should be a thing so that people that have physical disabilities or other disabilities should be able to enjoy the story. Yeah. But at the same time, that's a different experience. It's not it's not set up to be I'm achieving the hardest, hardest mode in this game. Yeah. It's so that they can experience the game.
1: Right, right. And I'm totally fine with that, yeah, because the difference between the main game and 420 mode, obviously, is like there's a story in one. One was meant probably Scott thought it was going to be impossible. Uh, Whereas, like, let's get a game like uh, Elden Ring. more yeah. Very popular game. Very difficult game. It does not have an easy mode. That makes the game inherently less accessible. However, it could be overcome with tools that enable yeah. people to uh, use it more. However, then the game could be like, you're using a cheating tool or something like that that yeah for me yeah it's 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 a fine line and and a lot of people get way too up in arms about it which i think is stupid like it's if you get so animalistic about it, like you can't make it easy because i get oh, poopy yeah. pants mad whereas i'm getting poopy pants mad about 5 2420 20 mode i'm not actually but people I i i have a strong stance on that because it is a challenge in and of itself however with Elden ring there is a complex story it is a good game it is a very fun game and i I think that it's tough it is a tough call to make i think the main point that people lose out on is if your stance is actively trying to prevent people from enjoying the same thing that you are and doing it in a way that in no way impacts your enjoyment of the game you're just being obstinate you're just being an obstacle and you are just trying to gatekeep something that you want for yourself because it's like
0: i'm better than everybody yeah and that's Honestly, that's literally why we created this podcast was to open the eyes of people that don't know sport that didn't get brought up in that way Mm -hmm. to be able to see what sport has to offer. Because to me, the greatest experience as a human with other humans is to share the things you're passionate about with each other. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing more exciting than seeing somebody else get passionate about something and being able to be like, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. And the tough line of distinction
1: is there can be achievements that are are incredibly difficult, that are intended for not all people to achieve. And that is okay that they exist, that those really tough, extreme challenges exist that not everyone can achieve. It is okay that those exist. It is a problem when the entire experience is intentionally preventative towards other people from even having an opportunity to access it. That's the difficulty. The point of a challenge that is extremely hard is not that not everyone can attempt it. It's everyone can attempt it and only a few will succeed not that only a few people can even attempt it and even less people can succeed everyone should be able to attempt it and that's where the the the, the fuzziness comes in because yes everyone can boot up elden ring and you could probably be the tutorial boss most people could i think like even the achievement system says 98 percent of people have beaten the tutorial boss in uh not the first one not the spot oh yeah i'm <laughs> talking like... about the soldier of Godric. <laughs> yeah you know, okay that, that oh, okay. Boss. i was like
0: mark i watched you yeah everyone Words. No,
1: no, it's just like, uh, but you know, where's the line in terms of someone's ability to play? Someone who only has access to a limited part of their body, maybe even just like eye movements. At what? Like, it should not be frowned upon to try to create tools for everyone to be able to access this even just try it because that's all people want It's is just an ability to try it if they are not good enough to like get through all of the story heck i think 50 percent of the people that played elder ring didn't make it through yeah. all the way of the story and they're perfectly capable of that uh, it's just like you know it was too tough for them the challenge was too tough i think that is like getting people a chance to play it until they themselves can make the decision like
0: i got as much as i wanted out of it that's what we should fight for yeah it doesn't a- diminish your accomplishment of beating the game if there's an easy mode of the game or a hard mode of the game you can say i beat it on hard mode like yeah. just adding another word doesn't mean anything there's been
1: easy modes in games since i first played doom has five difficulty yeah
0: levels. The, that's the whole thing is they and it, it should speak to game developers in general and this is going way off a tangent anyway yeah, yeah in this topic but to be able to have a game and wanting everybody that possibly would be interested to play uh-huh. should appeal to game developers yeah period
1: yeah and then there's the argument to being like okay but what if the game developer doesn't want an easy mode and it's like okay sure they made the game and i guess can't really say anything about it because the experience is carefully tuned to be difficult like with the elden ring example and i think that's okay however saying that people can't use controllers that are specifically meant yeah. for accessibility purposes like i'm fine with the developer making an experience that is intended to be hard but all these other people are looking at it like they want an easy mode it's like no they just want to get in the door yeah <laughs> they just want to have a chance to play yeah. uh, for those people if people are saying like i want an easy mode because i want to experience all the story of the game i would say look i'm sorry it's not that type of game there's other games out there for you but when it comes down to accessibility
0: just getting them the equal opportunity to have a chance yeah that is what i fight for and sport does that which is what i love because mm. there's adaptations to wheelchair basketball there's wheelchair hockey there's yeah. there's a whole bunch of different versions of sports to create Olympics I think yeah, special, special Olympics, Olympics just, just, happened. A, just
1: happened. Yeah. 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 So uh it, it's it shouldn't be frowned upon to try to allow as many like it's gates open. Come on in. Yeah. If you trip on the door frame like that's that's fine, you know, but gate is open. Yeah. Help people we, up again. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: How did we get into this topic? What was the Oh, end it was there? one prompt one? about if if. uh
1: Sorry, yeah, I got. yeah it
0: was uh, it was about cheating. If cheating yeah. was completely impossible, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I don't think that we have any time for more of <laughs> those because uh, <laughs> like we got too deep into
0: that one. So uh I will expunge all the ghosts out of my room. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming, but New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance, run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. You know, all those subscription websites, they just hide those charges from you. They're hidden and repetitive and you forget about them. Oh, I know exactly which websites you're talking about. The ones that you like to go to. You do? I've literally spent so long digging through my finances. Rocket Money can help cancel your subscriptions. You're saying Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can grow. Grow your savings? Absolutely, yes. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses? Uh-huh, yeah. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lower bills for me? Up to 20%?
1: Maybe. But for our listeners, definitely yes. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com sports team. That's rocketmone dot com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-T-E-A-M That's rocketmoney.com with more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from 50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly.
0: All right, so today I wanted to get personal. Oh boy. I wanted to focus on you. <gasps> Me? Yes. Wow. Because you're an important part of this podcast. You're an essential ingredient to everything that this podcast is. Thank you, king of balls and holes. <laughs> oh, my God. It that sounds so majestic coming from your royal lips. But- I want people to have a better understanding of your background in sport or lack thereof Okay. so that the depth of this podcast, people can understand where you're coming from versus where I'm coming. Perfect. Because this is great because there's a lot of people
1: out there that don't know if I'm goofing or not about my lack of knowledge. Yeah. And I can tell you very straight up, like I make a lot of jokes on this podcast. I really don't know that much about sports. I will detail my entire experience with you however you would like. How shall we approach this? So we're going
0: to start from the very beginning. Your birth. Act one. (laughs) The the sport of my birth. (laughs) The sport of birth. Dun, 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 (laughs) dun. So act one, I wanted to talk about your childhood. Uh So this is all pre-high school. Pre-high school. So we're starting from like when you're as far back as you can remember. Because I know remembering stuff for a lot of people is pretty difficult going back when they're young. But what was your first like introduction to like play or anything athletic as a kid? The first introduction to play would have been like
1: computer-based video games. But physically athleticism-based things. The earliest thing I can remember is in our driveway, we had a basketball hoop. Okay. very common thing I think especially in America like you got yeah. a driveway you might have a basketball hoop or someone on your street has a basketball hoop and so that was my first thing however me and my brother didn't really care about playing basketball mm-hmm. uh, we did the thing with throwing the ball in the hoop every once in a while but that was boring what we were more interested in is climbing the pole <laughs> <laughs> literally uh, and this is from a very early age where we realized oh we have better grip if we take our socks off of them oh and God, then climb yeah. up this metal Old pole like this. And that's also where I experienced my first uh injury during my athletic adventure is because this was uh it was it had black paint on it, oh, but it yeah, was yeah. it was rusting, yeah, and it had bolts exposed on the pole. Uh so as I was climbing up as a kid, I decided to slide back down, oh, you know, like God. a playground slide. And I just remember as I went down all along all along my stomach, one of those metal bolts just went. <laughs> like it's just a big scratch all the way up oh. and it's like absurdably you know looking at it, i'm like uh, 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 i'm dying you know like a kid you know you just think you're dead and so uh i had a tetanus shot at that point <laughs> so right, right. like uh, you know i had all my boosters and whatnot but i was just like all i heard is i remember even as a kid i don't know where you hear about these things as a kid but i knew tetanus was bad tetanus worst thing of composite lockjaw that was the thing i knew oh yeah like these things when you're a kid live in your brain and it's like lockjaw is as soon as I get scraped by anything rusty, my jaw is gonna lock up, and I'm never gonna be able to breathe again. You know, like that's what you think as a kid. So I just remember running and screaming, like, hey, oh, I can
0: feel it, my jaw locking <laughs> <lighting> up. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. How old were you when this happened? I was like like six, or six or something, five
1: maybe. You know, real young. But that was probably my first experience with anything
0: sport related. But obviously, you like ran. Like, I imagine your you and your brother probably like. Did you get along with your brother oh, like your yeah, entire no. life? Me and my brother, we were playing all the time like in the
1: backyard you know it was never like sports stuff it was going out in the woods and whatnot did but you climb trees just like oh climbed yeah poles oh and... yeah yeah scrape my skin on that too you know sliding down the bark. i was not a very smart or safe kid but we climb on everything that was just, as a kid you just climb on shit
0: yeah, yeah. so yeah. you'd run and you'd climb that was basically like kid play yeah did you ever like obviously in ohio we got snow especially when we our kids so it gets less than that now but oh uh,
1: yeah yeah evening evening winter Winter. Also often known as the evening of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there was this uh, hill through the woods, cross creek, which as a kid seems like across the country through the river, you know, but it was literally like maybe half a mile. There was another house that had, uh, it was uh, Sean, uh, oh. whatever, you know, uh, you don't know, but you maybe be, uh, he was in our grade.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm thinking of two different Sean's, but it was, wasn't a, he like
1: a model as a kid? This kid, Sean, what is this last what is it, name? What is his name? It starts uh, with an M, right? Yeah, maybe. Oh, wow. I I, I didn't hang out with him a lot. Sean McCaffey. Sean. <sighs> I don't know you know but either way yeah he i think it was his parents house and uh, they had a big hill and uh when it snowed you know it's not like we were allowed to sled on their hill um but they had the perfect sledding hill and right again as a kid if i went there today it'd probably be like maybe like 20 feet you know, right high. but as a kid i remember very distinctly like there were three tracks on this hill three paths that were guided by trees you know lined
0: up perfectly <laughs> for it guided by trees, more trees. like there are obstacles. No, you have no, no, so there were lines. <laughs>
1: and so you know, we'd go all the way to the top and we'd like Zoom down and we'd go for miles down the mountain and then we'd like have to slow down before we go into the creek, you know? Yeah. because uh, it was just like really it's just a short runway. And so that was very fun until the you know the parents would come out and yell was like, You're gonna kill yourself." yeah <laughs> Uh, a very common theme in my childhood. Someone telling me I'm going to hurt myself and then me hurting myself, you know, uh, but because right. even, even in the summer, what we, me and my brother did, we took our red wagon, you know, the, the, yeah, the red wagon the red wagon, everyone's childhood, you know, and we'd take it up the mountain. We'd rip the sides off yep. that bad boy, throw so him to it's the side. it was just the
0: brown platform. And then the big yeah, metal
1: middle. steering wheel, quote unquote. Yeah,
0: that if something bad <laughs> would have happened, it would have <laughs> straight <Right> your, through your <laughs> body.
1: Through your face. But, you know, it's the only way we could... So here we go, <laughs> straight down the hill. We crashed, capsized. I don't know how we didn't break anything, but it was like at <coughs> least
0: you did yours on grass. We did ours on driveway, heading straight into the pavement. No. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh no! <laughs> yeah, that was no good. Uh, but we uh, we only crashed once, and that hurt. So then we didn't do that again.
0: So did you get into like organized sport? When when did you do your like first organized sport? Was it wrestling? When we no. met like in fourth grade? No, no,
1: it was third grade because that was a year before I went to public school.
0: My brother was part of the
1: basketball team. Okay, and this was the w- looking back, it's very strange because Calvary Christian Academy was like a K through twelve. Christian school. Okay. It was tiny, right? It didn't have even in all the grades from K through 12 that didn't have one person per grade it was very very tiny and so the basketball team was anyone third grade and up could oh, be really? on this team so was, you had like high school level kids playing with little toddlers <laughs> like with their little uniforms um and so that was my first experience doing that because in my last year I believe I was part of that team and I didn't know
0: what the hell I was doing You know, so did you but, ever get boxed out by some seven foot giant man that was just like get out of here
1: I'm sure I did you know they regularly Played the NBA, <laughs> you know they cycled through, you know, like a charity circuit. That's why
0: you know Shaq. I
1: know Shaq so. <laughs> he stepped on you he's with in, his giant feet. That's why he's in the back of my mind every oh, day of my, my life. I can't get him out of my dreams.
0: <laughs> I loved in the animation. Oh the animation my god, was it was so, so perfect. The Attack on Titan. <laughs> I literally watched it last night. I was over at uh, TJ's place. Yeah. He had a housewarming party. And yeah. um, apparently he's been sharing the animations with his his uh, current significant other. And she was like, oh, you guys have to watch this. So they had me pull it up on the screen. I'm sitting here like, and I obviously, I haven't watched them in a while because yeah, yeah. I watched them when they came out. But I've been so busy with all the other episodes and everything going on. I was dying laughing That's when Shaq so popped good. out. It's-, <laughs> 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 it's so good. If you guys
1: haven't seen it yet, it's on my channel. Uh, it's just like, it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, but that was it. And then it would have been wrestling from then on out. Okay. Yeah. And so like we met in fourth grade, yeah. um, because you didn't start wrestling until fourth grade. Yeah. And
1: th- this is where like my memory fails me is because basically from fourth grade to about seventh grade, I don't remember anything. I remember a lot. I remember very little from that time period in my life. I think it's because my parents were going through a divorce at that time. Cause yeah. that's why I went to public school. And you know, like as a kid, you know, you can't really process things, but I have this one occasion. I think I, I've talked about this before where I was in my room one morning and I needed to go to School because I needed to ride the bus and that was a new thing and I needed my planner, my agenda, my planner because yeah I kept... we
0: always had those little like yeah mm-hmm.
1: I kept forgetting it and I would lose points or I would get a demerit if I didn't bring my planner. Next thing I knew I was sitting on the bus. No. I swear I blinked and I was on the bus I had no recollection of leaving my room eating breakfast getting my backpack and waiting at the bus stop the next thing I knew I was on the bus could not remember anything and and like that's what my childhood from that time mostly was it was
0: just like big gaps in memory and and very strange I'm wondering if you were just blocking out because you were going mm-hmm. through a lot of stress at oh, that yeah, time yeah.
1: So it was uh, 100% looking back it's it's like blocking out
0: yeah protective instincts
1: mm-hmm. yeah it just happens and like that's what can happen to kids Uh, so when like I
0: don't remember any of the sport related things from those times. Except for recess. I remember recess. Recess. Oh, in middle school, were you in that same group where we played um Foursquare? Yeah, you went to was it Maine? Yeah. Yeah. I was in Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, we I remember we both walked to Thaxton's house for his birthday.
1: Oh, right. He lived right there. Yeah. Oh, God. Paul. Bill, you're unlocking <laughs> you're like, unlocking
0: core memory. Like <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Right. He lived right up that hill. Cool. Yeah, I still remember that birthday party.
1: I remember Tetherball. Like oh. that, that was my jam. I loved Tetherball. Right. I would love I yeah, Four was like I, I everyone kept cherry bombing me and I'd have to run real <laughs> far. <You laughs> <get it? laughs>
0: at least you didn't have wink wink nod nod gets a burn oh what that's another core (laughs) memory
1: you're unlocking wait why is that why do i know that because that was nod nod. that was
0: that was literally the signal that was the code for get tyler out because he's because we're mad at him why do i remember that (laughs) wink wink nod nod gets a burn what i remember it because when i figured out it was targeting me i the funniest thing is yeah i figured it out but instead of being upset uh, i took it as a challenge
1: right as you would, as you
0: would. <laughs> so it was like bring it on
1: <laughs> oh man god yeah see i i just like all those
0: like little moments are are kind of like hidden away from me and i've never really like dug deep but it's like Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, in fourth grade, like wrestling, the reason me and you got to know each other is because we were in the same weight class. Mm-hmm. And my brother and Thomas would get matched up together. Right, right, yeah. Because we we're both the same age groups. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah. it, it just worked out. And that's how I met you and got to know you. Yeah. And, like, our parents knew each other more than we knew each other. Right, right. Really
1: that's how it is. Like, my dad knew everybody. Uh, and that, this is, like, the difference between the memories I remember are only the embarrassing things. I remember in fourth grade when I first came in, it was, like, a show-and-tell and I didn't know what show and tell was all about. So I had like brought in a pen or something for show and tell one night. And then the next week it was another show and tell. And I was like, there's more than one show and tell? So I brought the same pen. <laughs> and like, I remember, God, it was like, I don't know if this is really what it was, but I think in this classroom, there was like some tower that you had to climb up and give a presentation to everyone. That's what it felt like. I don't know if that's just my childhood brain distorting what it was. I think that's what it is too. But at the same time, as a kid, the way I remember it is like this huge ladder that I had to climb up a uh, and a whole story. And when you were at the top, you were like towering over everybody. And I remember I had this pen and I was like, it's a pen. And everyone was like, that's the same pen. <laughs> and like this could have been a dream for all I know. Like, that's what I don't know about my childhood. like mm-hmm. half of it is like weird, embarrassing memories of me being like,
0: It's a different pen. <laughs> and me crying.
1: But then like that's all I really remember. And then my honors class that the teacher hated me. Were you in that honors class? Uh this is, this is before Maine. This is Miami. You didn't go to Miami. I didn't go to Miami, yeah. so I want to know. Yeah, okay, okay. Because
0: I went to South.
1: Yeah, I won't name names, she was a bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid of calling out my teachers and people. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not going to name names. Well, for all you she know, she, terrible. Could, she could not be around anymore. She might be dead. <laughs> I, don't know. I, don't, I, I was w- like, I didn't want to just be, she might I be wouldn't, dead. I wouldn't wish
1: that. You know, I only there's only one person that I've wished that upon. And they deserve it. I'll, That's fair. I'll leave it at that. Leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. But this is clearly just teacher, you know, like I, I wasn't the best student either. So I was like, but I didn't know because I was like, so confused. But anyway, there's a whole different story. I wouldn't yeah. wish them ill.
0: Yeah. Wow. So your basic sport knowledge is like foursquare, tetherball a little bit of basketball yeah. and wrestling. Yeah. And
1: climbing in the woods. and, and
0: Well, yeah, the, the normal yeah. Uh, outdoor recreational sport mm-hmm. um, stuff. So like sledding and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But now getting into the later years, because now we're getting into, like, high school and college. Sure. This is when me and you actually started becoming closer friends. Like, Mm -hmm. we knew each other as kids. Yeah. But, you know, you didn't go out and hang out with with people. And I mostly stayed and hung out with the people in my neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, come high school and college is when you know I think you actually started exploring sports because that's when you started doing field and throwing. Yeah, and that's mm. when, um, like I know in college you started like trying a whole bunch of different stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. So for Act Two, that's what we're getting into. Is okay, like that so part. uh,
1: wrestling only lasted for me until freshman year. I think I freshman year was my last year doing it of high school.
0: I remember and, you you leaving because we uh, had a conversation about oh, it. I fucking hated it. Mm-hmm. I just did. Everybody like, did.
1: Everyone hated. It. It is like it was too much like i didn't want to do all the weight dropping and stuff like that and it was just like too intensive like it wasn't bad but it wasn't great and so i was just like i don't want to do this and also at the same time i was in marching band um, and I was like, I that's really that's right. And that also I hated. I don't know why I did that. Well, I know why is because friends, right? right? You always stick with friends. And it was a weird thing because I believe now that marching band is what made me stop liking trumpet. Um, yeah. and I hate to say that because I was very good at trumpet and I did enjoy being good at trumpet. But when marching band got in the mix, suddenly it was difficult to play because you had to move and play at the same time. So mm-hmm. I was worse than I was when I just sat. And so my confidence got shot. And then as it progressed, I didn't practice as much, so I was better in concert band, but marching band, I was not good, and especially mm-hmm. culminated in in uh, senior year of me flubbing all my solos I
0: just like my confidence went.
1: <laughs> 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 but
0: uh, outside of that, uh, whether or not you consider that a sport or not, is, uh, no, I'm but it's physically debate. intensive. You guys, Very. you guys started. Um, I think your guys' summer training started even before two days of football. It, it was a
1: lot of training. I was actually stunned at how much because it's band kids, so usually like band kids, kids are kind of nerdy, but it's a lot of work. You're marching in the hot sun for hours a day. And marching like even if it seems like you're not moving very fast, it's tough with the roll step and being balanced and the lungs. Like you have to to be smooth and at the same
0: time you're especially if you're using a wood instrument. Yeah a a wind instrument, not a wood instrument. Yeah, yeah. Because you you have to control your breath in that while you're also physically exerting. And like the way you have to work and yeah. move your feet. Uh-huh. And this is something I didn't learn about until after high school. But I, I knew a bunch of marching band kids and friends. But it, it's physically intensive.
1: Yeah. It, you well, have
0: to be athletic to be in a marching band.
1: Yeah. It's kind of crazy.
0: But all that side still
1: hated it. Right. Uh, then I did track and field. And I did track and field in junior high too. Uh, I Mm -hmm. did hurdles in junior high, so it's a sprint based event. I wasn't great at it, but you know, I was pretty good. And then when I got to high school, I was like, I want to not run. What can I do that doesn't involve running? And then I saw everyone throwing and I'm like, that looks like fun. Mm -hmm. And so I joined the throwing team and that was great. Like, Running was an individual event, but it also had, like, relay uh, running and stuff like that. And, and I just hated running. When you throw, it is purely just you. You're not running against someone. There's no one that's, like, next to you running. You're not trying to directly compete. It's literally was one of the most solitary experiences in sports that I had had at that point. Mm-hmm. Because even in wrestling, it's individual, but you have an opponent right there you're fighting. Yeah. Throwing, you just take turns. And you do the best you can. You're not directly competing with one person and you're competing with everyone overall. But more importantly, you're just trying to throw as hard as you can.
0: Yeah, but you're it, not standing across from each other throwing five-pound balls trying to collide into each other and knock yeah, somebody out. Yeah, no, that would be, that would be
1: awesome. <laughs> that would be crazy.
0: <laughs> you would know, Master of Balls and Holes. <laughs> Is that the
1: sport of which you are the king of? No. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's, so it was it was just a nice change. It was all of these events were like hyper-competitive. And this was at a point when, you know, I'm a teenager. You yeah. get hormones shooting out of your eyeballs. You know, you, you got this anger, and I was a very angry kid. Like, I just had anger issues, pure and simple. I'm like, I don't want to beat around the bush. I was an angry kid. Well,
0: you definitely had a lot going on in high school, a lot more than, like, the average person. Yeah, I did, but, you know, even that as
1: an excuse is, like, I was just simple because I got it from my mom, and she is, like, a temperament. She's much better now. She's learned to control it. And at this point, I did not like being angry, so I, I've gone to great strides to uh, change it. You know me. When I say I don't like playing uh, rage games, you know why. It's because, yeah. like... the. Problem is I do like being angry. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. I feel good when I'm angry. There is a cathartic release to being angry. Uh, but I've trained myself to reject that feeling. It's why I don't like competitive multiplayer games. It's why I don't like competitive things in general. It's why, kind of why, probably why I've sort of avoided sports a lot of my life is because of the competitive nature of it. It's too easy to feel myself falling into that like adrenaline fueled anger and stuff like that. And so that's probably where I started detaching from sports in general, was actually playing individual throwing. It really was. Even though I was still in sports, it's where I'd started to kind of separate this extreme competitive anger, like adrenaline-fueled, kill your opponent, to a more internal look within yourself, struggle to see your shortcomings and try to overcome them, purely based on inwardly looking.
0: Yeah, basically just seeing what you can do
1: and then trying to get better at it. Exactly. And then helping your teammates along the way. Because even though I was competing with my teammates at the same meet, it didn't matter. We were all just trying to, like, hang out uh, and just do our best. And that's where I started to fall in love with the cooperative like nature of competing, I probably would have loved football. I never had the chance, but I probably would have loved it. Um, just because, yes, I would have had an opponent across from me, but the idea of like collaborating with other people and like trying to build each other up—I never had a chance to play it. What I bet I would have liked it
0: to some degree. You did though, when we had the uh, our group of friends come together and we played oh, backyard football. Yeah, two in touch or flag football. Yeah, two in yeah. touch. There were multiple times of bad collisions. <laughs> right, but... right,
1: and there were some like rage moments. There, yeah. but you know, it was fun. I the only time i really remember uh one moment because people always knew i was kind of fast yeah and i don't know the situation but like Thaxton got the ball and like he was like showboating out here oh. and i had like already kicked into full sprint mode and i just remember him looking over his shoulder at me and just going oh <laughs> just like this look on his leg like oh shit and then i like dove and i got him <laughs> like right before he crossed the touchdown line i still didn't even really understand football rules all i knew was Like, people think I'm fast, so I got rough, rough, rough." (laughs) and I go. That was fun. Those are are really good times, like, just like playing with friends, real casual, real, like, low stakes. You know,
0: I I only got to play with you guys so often because of uh, whether it was water polo in high school or we even played a little bit in college, which I played football in college. So when I showed up, it was kind of like, uh, yeah, yeah, you be
1: core. I remember, yeah, you were a quarterbacker. It was like, you just sat there, you throw, and it was like, because you would actually know what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, But the problem was, I could never catch. So even though it was fast, I was like, and I was like, I so many balls hit me in the face in those games, just like,
0: oh. but when you caught it, it was, oh,
1: you were gone. Yeah, the two times I caught it, yeah. I think that was my problem, is I was so ready to run, I'm like, and then I'd fumble it as I'm trying to sprint with these short, powerful legs. Well, good for
0: sprinting. You didn't do a lot of sports at a young age to work on the eye hand coordination of catching. You're right.
1: I never played catches. Oh, wow. I never even realized that. I never played catch as a kid. Therefore, I wouldn't have developed the skills.
0: The essential motor skills that you develop with early sports, you didn't have at that point. So you didn't necessarily have the fine tuned nerves to catch a football. I never
1: even thought of that because that's absolutely true my childhood was based on like running around grabbing and climbing shit it wasn't around throwing objects and and people don't realize just how complex the skill of throwing and catching it's so simple because most people do it every day but throwing catching things i remember uh i don't remember who it was but it was someone else on the throwing team is like we're having a punch the shoulder contest you know it's like it's oh, just like yeah. a macho thing like who's gonna tap out first and i remember i went to punch and i missed. That was more embarrassing than losing the confidence i freaking missed his shoulder and i'm like how did i miss that and so like it's just one of the things where oh wow because i literally had never practiced the hand-eye coordination it really just wasn't a skill huh weird (laughs) (laughs) you're learning something new i am i am learning something new
0: Yeah, so it seems like, you know, obviously, like we talked about, you didn't really have much experience in sports. You obviously know throwing. Yeah. You know, like, the basics of what we've talked about for the most part, and you understand the stuff that you've done, like climbing a tree or doing those sorts of mm. things. But this further explains, like, you understand stuff mentally, mm. like your mental faculty being able to absorb stuff and understand anatomy and physiology from education and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. But your body and the fine-tuned motor skills that you get usually as a young kid, you didn't necessarily have. Mm-hmm. And so as you've developed throughout sports and stuff like that and chose to avoid it based on your mentality at the time, Mm -hmm. it really showcases like why you know, this isn't fully a joke. Like we ham it up and we make it funny because it's fun. It's more fun to make it entertaining, Mm -hmm. but it's also the fact that you actually don't know.
1: Yeah. I really truly do not know. And in, because I never got that training, I don't really have a native appreciation for other people's ability to execute upon these things. I I don't think a lot of people do, even if they appreciate the sport, just how much goes into it. But because I physically can't mirror it in my mind me doing these things I kind of just like have this detachment from it where it's like it's not even a consideration whereas I'd say most people that had like plenty of experience catching and throwing a ball know how difficult it is to make a full body diving catch with one hand and like you barely get your pinky and ring finger on it you know that would be incredibly impressive and I can I can see that but then the only relation I would have is like action movies where I'm like diving with guns and whatnot
0: but I mean this this leads into like college as well like you did the uh, I, I think I listened to it on the Distractable episode, but I had heard this story before when you injured your back trying parkour, because yeah. you tried a bunch of stuff in college.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I think I injured my back and my shoulder that same day, and those problems have plagued me since. Because I never got them addressed, because what is healthcare when you're in college? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you just walk it off, rub some dirt on it, you know, uh, kiss it, mm, a little boo-boo kiss. Uh, but yeah, I tried parkour, and this is where uh, I learned that unlike video games, if you you put on the right armor, you don't get plus in that skill. Because I, I literally, I I wish I had a picture of myself in that day. Uh, I wish I did because I swear I just tried to dress up like a Mirror's Edge, the Mirror's Edge oh, character. Yeah. But I don't even think Mirror's Edge came out. Of that <laughs>
0: yeah. It was but, just what you pictured, Parker. Did you have like the fingerless gloves? Oh, fingerless gloves. You know, like uh, sweatpants
1: hiked up a bit. I had a fanny pack. I think. Yeah. The, the, I the, was no, it sling, the, sash, the sling? The sling. Yeah. yeah. The sling. <laughs> You know, and then I think I had a bandana or something like that. Sunglasses, wow! Oh like, yeah, it's kind of what I'm dressed as today. <laughs> Stereotypical
0: parkour guy. It's
1: actually kind of my dress today because I <laughs>
0: my <back laughs> It career. became your fashion. <laughs> I
1: mean, maybe you know, tech wear is uh, coming uh, coming up to the forefront. I gotta get ahead of that. But yeah, so I went out and the parkour club. I should have known something was up when the guys <laughs> who organized it did also not do parkour. Uh, <laughs> so it's like it's you know freshman year of college. So it's like you're in college. Look, whoa like all these opportunities I'm going to have a great time I'll try new things so I'm like I'm going to try everything I'm going to say yes to everything and it was like parkour was one of the first ones and god I wish it was anything but this one was my first one uh, because we we're going around that garage that parking garage if you want to listen to the full story in detail uh, the distractible episode I don't remember which one it is uh,
0: uh, um, whatever go look it up this is go my favorite it was plenty. like hold my beer was it the hold yeah, my was, beer moment yeah it was hold my
1: beer Um, and then uh, like we're going around this parking garage and it's literally like if I fall off the side because we were up the third fourth story if i fall off the side i'm dead and that's like my first introduction and that should not be anyone's first introduction to any kind of sport it's like in in the movie eddie the eagle you know he's like he did not start on the big jump (laughs) yeah but he kind of did like (laughs) afterwards and then he was like in a stretcher like no one's first introduction to this shit should be that intense because i got hurt multiple times that day. I dropped off a two-story building before I even knew how to roll. The fundamentals were not there. And admittedly, I may have lied about how much experience I had. (laughs) Because you wanted to be cool. Exactly, because I wanted to be cool. Do not let that shit get in the way of your safety. Don't let pride overrun safety or self-preservation. Exactly, which is like why just recently on my bike, I have a full-face mountain helmet on that bike because i do not fuck around when it comes to the money maker this is my money maker but also just like 34 percent of injuries when you fall off a bike are on your chin my chin's huge your chin's huge what if these get hit they're big targets like i don't want to injure that like don't fuck around and so when i was in college like i literally did not prioritize my safety over my social status yeah and it wasn't even worth it as a social status because those guys that were part of it one of may be dead by now because we never saw him again after he busted his ass. And the others never talked to him again because they left me when I rolled off the roof and hurt my shoulder.
0: When the cops were coming too.
1: weren't. It was an ambulance. It wasn't, oh. even, it wasn't even the cops. The cops were not coming.
0: They were coming for you. That's the ambulance we, was
1: ready. That's what we thought. God, I wish that ambulance was for me because I really royally messed up my shoulder. It was one of those things that haunted me for a long time. I still have mobility issues in my left shoulder. Like it still pops sometimes. I still can't go back as far I injure it frequently when I'm working out and then my back my my uh, mid right back below my shoulder blade still I pull that muscle all the time and I think it's because I landed flat on my ass when I did parkour and then after that like my entire rest of the freshman year was kind of painted with that experience and I was like I don't think I want to try anything new that (laughs) would hurt a lot
0: (laughs) yeah well now we get into act three the final act talking about today today, me today, yeah, the shining beacon of athleticism
1: <laughs> that I am today.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, like you and Ethan had like the challenge of getting in great shape during Unus Honus. Yes. Um, we, yeah, you had, mm-hmm. um, you've obviously worked a ton to be in better shape for so many different reasons, like just yeah. health wise and stuff like that. You introduced me to keto. Mm-hmm. I remember um, when I c- first came out here in 2015, when you invited me out, you were asking me about like workout stuff and I got you in the pool and we ran around. Yeah. And swam and did a whole yeah. bunch of stuff, and then he hated me.
1: Wait, no, that hilarious story of us <laughs> doing a whirlpool in that apartment. In pool. all
0: fairness, that was because it was also leg workout.
1: The, yeah, it was. But I just remember we were also into it. But just from my mind's eye, looking at it from someone looking down the opinion, like you just leading a train of like <laughs> six <laughs> adults, so you're like come on guys, march. Uh, we're gonna make a
0: whirlpool in <laughs> a pool that was way too big. <laughs> <be a> <laughs> We got so, a little bit of a current, like we could stop and you could feel it a little bit. The
1: tiniest <laughs> bit, <I know>. maybe.
0: <laughs> and it would last like a second. <laughs> I think I felt the current from the person in front
1: of me farting on yeah. me, like that's how much of a current we were making. Uh, but yeah, so today, um, I have been through bouts of like getting in good shape, like falling out of shape, and it's like a constant cycle. And actually what I'm trying to do now with me biking more, I want to just create things in my life where I have to use my human body to physically do more things. I'm not worried about like getting on the cover of men's fitness or whatever like that. I don't wanna be like a god of fitness. It's really a lot of work to get to those levels of aesthetic fitness Mm -hmm. and in in today's world and especially the world that you and I are in on the internet as like people that is kind of the pressure with a lot of these things especially in the celebrity world more than just like our world is to maintain a a really good physical appearance and that kind of pressure is like more motivated externally than it is about a desire inside um when we were going for unison it really was like oh god I'm out of shape I need to actually work on this stuff so I was happy to do that but then the goals got distorted it was less about like being happy with where I was physically uh in terms of physical shape and more about like the aesthetics of perfection and achieving perfection is very difficult that's why it's a full-time job Mm -hmm. for bodybuilders and like fashion models and stuff like that it takes a lot of work at my most intense i was doing a 30 minute run in the morning an hour session with my personal trainer alex and then in the afternoon i went to a crossfit gym and did an hour workout Again, wow. I was working two and a half hours a day just on physical exercise. I was extremely worn out physically, mentally. I was drained. I hated it, but I kept doing it because I was like, oh, I'm going for a goal. I'm just gonna be great. Whereas, like, what I've learned in all of my journey of physical fitness and all these athleticisms is it should be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. That's what to me, sports, that's yeah. what sports is. It's turning this. Physical exercise that most people look at it as like this chore into something that is so fun, you want to do more of it. That should be exercise. My bicycle, I love it. I want to ride it all the time because it's fun. And even if it's an electric bike, I still pedal. And it's like I get physical exercise out of it and I get joy out of it. Right. Athleticism, in my mind, should not be a burden. The, the ideals of getting this physical perfection, like if that's your goal, fine. But for us, everyday life, it shouldn't be the worst part of our day. It should be something we look forward to. And that's how you're going to get farther in it. And that's what I've come to terms with, with my workouts and stuff like that. I want to look forward to it. I want to walk away from it out of breath, but looking forward to the next session. That's what I want. So that's that's where I think I am today.
0: That's why I've always loved, like, we've gone rock climbing together. Oh, I want to go rock climbing some more. I'm completely down. Saturday mornings, You absolutely. introduced me to rock climbing. I did.
1: You were training for uh, Ninja Warrior. In and, 2015. In 2015, and they rejected you for God knows why reasons, uh, because you were in you were in stunning shape.
0: I was 185 pounds and I was about 6% body fat. Yeah, you were in incredible shape. The things you were able to do,
1: climbing, I had never been able to do in my entire time. And I, I really went at climbing. The
0: most I was ever able to get was like a V5. I probably did like, I didn't do bouldering. I ended up doing like rope climbing, yeah. I think. A, I think it was like a 5.13. 5.13? That's pretty good. I think it was a 5.13. Like A, B, C. I think it was B. B? That's That'd be pretty good. I, yeah. d- I'd usually do like 5.11, and but that would be tough. I also free soloed the second flat iron with my brother on that same trip. Which, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you yeah, know what the flat irons are, they're in Colorado, and free solo means no rope, no safety. You're literally climbing. It's just your body. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't know, thank you. I will say the flat irons are a pretty easy climb. Because it's at an incline. like Correct. It's not a straight face. It's not straight a straight face. Up. Yeah. So, like, I've been doing sports my whole life. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that in a different episode of my stuff. But that's what I loved about sport. That's the reason why I've always been in great shape is because of that. And actually, in 2015, the American Ninja Warrior was off of fuck you energy after I got out of a, a toxic relationship.
1: Ah, gotcha.
0: That was the entire motivation behind that. And it was also something because it was like me and my brother, we had the kidney transplant story and it was something that that he, like, as much as you saw I was in shape, my brother has always been a freak athlete because I've always had the talent. My brother's had to work hard for everything that he's gotten. Your brother talentless. (laughs) Not not really. Like, I could naturally pick up a basketball and play. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, my brother doesn't have that same motor skill refinement. Yeah. He looks more awkward, whereas I look more fluid.
1: You know, that's the funny thing, because my brother is, like, it's the opposite. My brother was so physically coordinated. He was able to do handstands when he was a kid, just because he started practicing and he just got really really good at handstands and he was very physically minded like like i do remember one time we were playing baseball way back uh, in my backyard but it was like neighborhood kids and um he he was pitching and he was able to pitch well and get it right there and then one time the bat hit and it hit him right in the chest and he went down um but he was so funny because he would just, he would like crumple in a heap and everyone's like he's dead and then he'd get up and he'd be like ow and then he'd keep going like he was tough so he was like very physically minded and tough but it just wasn't his style he, he right. gravitated towards art like in instead of uh, the physicality of it. So it's like, yeah, some people are innately, like, they're very connected with the fine motor skills. More of me, big brute force, punch hard.
0: Yeah, so I I always had that that talent to me. But my brother, he does trad climbing, which is the one where you actually put your own anchors in. Uh, he does paragliding. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, uh, I mean, he's, he's extreme sports. My brother absolutely destroys me on. He's skied in avalanche zones. So he does, like, the open skiing. Like, he'd hike up and then ski down. Oof like but he knows what he's doing he's smart about everything that he does yeah And so, like, I'm two years younger than him. I was introduced to baseball at a young age. I followed my brother into all the sports that he did. But Mm. I just, for whatever reason, I've always had a natural knack for sport. So all my life, athleticism and fitness was because it was fun. Yeah, yeah. And later in life, this is where I've, like, I've struggled lately is when I don't have organized sport because I'm an extrovert. I've always done team sports plus individual sports. Mm. It wasn't until my last year of college that I joined swim team where I did an individual sport and found it fun. Uh Uh-huh. And so like, I miss it a lot, but being able to like have these conversations with you and introduce like the world to the understanding of sport and why I think it's so fundamental to human condition and with relation to health, like you just brought up, mm-hmm. it gives you that gateway to not feel like you're doing a chore. Yeah. You're having fun,
1: dude. We gotta go climbing again. I can't believe because I've forgotten because of COVID everything locked down, but now it's like back. It's like we can go again. We should just pick a day and like make that our
0: daily, our
1: weekly go.
0: I I literally was trying to organize that with another friend of mine, and she was just like, I I don't know about weekly. Yeah,
1: strongly has rope climbing. We can we can belay each other. Yeah, you taught me to belay. (laughs) I did. I taught you
0: how to do the figure eight. I probably remember it at that
1: place. Yes. Yeah. No, we gotta we gotta just make that thing. Number one, we're gonna get sponsored by Super Seventy Three. Number two, we're going to bike everywhere so that we get in good shape. Number Party three, event. we're going to get sponsored by climbing
0: companies. Yes, climbing companies, please sponsor us. Number four, give us more money. Uh, number five, and we're going to go climbing. And number six, all the places start inviting us to come and, and see it, even if I have to drag Mark onto the plane in my suitcase. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, we've actually ran through the time. Did we get through everything you wanted oh, to get through? Oh, absolutely.
0: I think we hit on everything.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have an extensive sport background and I think people can understand like that is the limit of it. I do not watch sports day-to-day. I don't have this desire to see this, but I do have this nugget of appreciation for what sports means and what it means to me. And you can see how weirdly and conversely my individualistic sport kind of like pushed me away from the competitive side of sports. And I like that. I, I, I appreciate that because it made me really appreciate myself and what I was capable of. Um, and that was essential for me to grow as a person. But at the same time, I'm coming back around and I'm realizing the appealing parts of sports and where it can bring meaning and fun and uh, like athleticism into my day-to-day life. And I can become a better person physically and maybe mentally.
0: Well, and and, and the, the greatest thing about this is it gives people that are listening now a greater understanding of what your background is and why, like, yes, it's a joke, but it's also the reality that you don't know the rules to these sports. You don't have the same understanding that a lot of people do or, and you relate better to the people that don't. And whereas I have experienced so many different sports that our knowledge base is so so different yeah and even though we grew up within miles of each other we experienced something distinctly different when it comes to the sports world whereas i was fully in it and you were more on the outside looking in
1: yeah everyone has different experiences growing up like every single person like even twins have different perspectives and different experiences they can grow very separate or very, very the same it's like really uh unique experience for every single person but sports as a framework can be something that bonds everyone together
0: yeah, and you guys get to learn about it with Mark
1: cuz he's yeah. also learning. Yes, I am. And also uh at in the near future among all the other plans that we have with the discord that is definitely there right now and the YouTube channel that will definitely be there very soon. We do want to get guests on board the show. We do want to do live streams with people. And I think today like this is a really good example of like how to get someone's like experience in sport. Like I I kind of like talking about it this way because even I didn't realize some things that connected to the rest of my life with my sports experience. Like yeah. and and the hand-eye coordination things like i'm not a bumbling don't throw any don't i can't i uh, no, i'm pressure. not throwing anything okay i have a
0: gift for you from okay. the tampa bay lightning oh oh pucks pucks and this was a gift to our podcast oh wow it's a jersey whoa
1: it's it's got gmfst it's an actual like tampa bay lightning jersey with the number one on it it's an nhl branded one it's an official, official? jersey whoa Official NHL jersey with GMFST on it. Uh, take a picture of this and post it on. Do we have a GMFST social?
0: I can post it on the Reddit and I. Uh, I can send it to Wood Elf and That's they can post it with their super
1: stuff. Super cool. That's dope. Is this for me? You can have it. No, yeah. no, you. You it's for the podcast. No, you. It, you. You, so. you earn it. You. Earn it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of stinky. Yeah, that was
0: <laughs> no, <it's> pretty bad. <laughs>
1: No, but this is cool. Oh, we should definitely hang this up like uh when we get our our live stream set up, we should have like stuff like that.
0: Well, actually, I was going to say we should uh play hockey with those. Oh,
1: we should. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What is that?
0: <laughs> it's a noisemaker. Wow, they
1: would give people this. That <laughs> was
0: uh that was part of attending.
1: That was the like was at the the World Cup way back in the day.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like a hive in the like the place.
1: That would be, this would be pretty annoying too.
0: It gets really loud. Oh, <laughs> God. And no, thank you. You can have it.
1: <laughs> I've noticed I'm very particular about noise, but uh, for a guy who screams for a living, I am a little noise particular. But we are unfortunately out of time for this episode.
0: We are, but now Mark has some sports equipment, rather small, but uh, it's going to be... It's me-sized. It's you-sized. Yeah. But yeah. This has been a great episode. I I got an even greater understanding of, like, your experience and stuff like that. Like, I knew you a long time, but I learned so much more having this actual conversation. Well, thank you.
1: And I can't wait to hear about yours because, honestly, like, I, I know that you've done sports, but I don't know the specifics and how it relates to other things in your life. Yeah. So maybe that'll be the next episode we do. Maybe. All right. Sounds good. And you at home get to know us a lot better, and you will continue to know us a lot better if you support this podcast by subscribing, liking, following it, and listening every single time a new episode comes out. It goes a long way to getting us to the top of that Super Bowl invite
0: list. We're number one for the Tampa Bay Lightning.
1: We are number one. Number one. Number one. The number one sports podcast in the United States of America. That's the goal. The beginning. I mean it's kind of actually happening. But so we will we're, we'll get there. We're, fluctuate.
0: Gonna, we're we'll fluctuate, but we're going to get there. So thank you. Uh thank you Tyler. Thank you Mark. Hope you guys have a great day. We'll see you next time, all right? Yeah. Okay, bye-bye. Okay,